You are listening to the Inside Out Podcast. Brent Kimball and Michael Anderson discuss all things living the gospel with those inside of the family of God and bringing the gospel to those outside of the family of God. Let's live Inside Out. Hey everybody, welcome to the Inside Out Podcast. This is episode 80. I'm here with Brent Kimball on the last Thursday of winter. It's encouraging, right? I, the last Thursday of winter. Nice job. I'm actually, I was just going to totally interrupt your introduction <laughs> because here's why. As you were getting started, I was perusing the, the news. Okay. All right. So committed. And I <laughs> just found out, like this is live real time okay. revelation that Pete Carroll, I actually am a fan of Pete Carroll, okay. coach of the Seattle Seahawks has contacted Colin Kaepernick with the possibility of Colin Kaepernick becoming the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I have not had more than five seconds to process this, Uh but I'm going to say definitively right now, I will cease to be a Seahawks fan until Colin Kaepernick is not a Seattle Seahawk. Okay. I'm putting it right on the line right now. Okay. That'll be, I will have other things to do in the fall during those time slots. Well, I'll join you. I won't be a Seahawks fan if he is on the team or if he isn't. Okay, so, so. I'm not saying I'm going to the Cowboys. I'm okay. not saying that. Okay, no, but, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So you're you're on the news pages right now. Well, and, kind of. I just saw this yeah. headline. I was like, wait, what is this? This must be the Babylon Bee or something. <laughs> nope, it's not a joke, evidently. So... News. When you're on news sites, they have real articles. But then, if you scroll down far enough, they have what what are called clickbait articles. Oh yes, the articles that exist solely for you to click on them, so that they generate income for the site or person responsible. Yeah. Oftentimes, they it's a bit of a bit of a tease headline oh, to yes. get you to click. So, so um, like an example could be. Stick a fork in an electrical outlet. What happens next will shock you. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to do that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Okay. It went okay, down these, the drain. These Got are it. other ones that I actually, I've seen. Okay. Okay. All she did was drag a plate across her pool. What happens? What happened next blew my mind. Wow. Okay. That was a real article. 11 things you should never put in your freezer. Um... The money-making secrets banks don't want you to know. Oh, yes. Okay. How about the most annoying songs of all time? Yes. Clickbait? Is that a clickbait? Clickbait. Okay. Clickbait. Another real clickbait title that I saw. This outrageous truth about green gummy bears will destroy your world. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a a pretty serious claim that the outrageous truth about green gummy bears you know that's kind of like that one there though you know when you call it clickbait you, you know if you're a fisherman which i don't think you're you're not much of a fisherman no so and i'm i wouldn't i'm no expert fisherman but i fished enough to know that um what what catches one fish won't even like what a lure that is um just like irresistible to one type of fish other types of fish are like, meh, they could care less about it, mm-hmm. right? You could dangle it in front of their face all day long, yeah. and they would not bite. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like the clickbait about gummy bears, 
there's zero interest for they like yeah it's just not happening for me i should have looked up what what ones people are most likely to click on mm. i feel like i've seen a bunch about child stars and where are they now oh i feel like sure. that probably gets clicked on a lot sure so here's here's an idea i had while i was driving into the office today what if i made clickbait headlines from bible stories and i'm going to see if you can guess the story from the clickbait title Okay, you don't have to give me chapter and verse, but... Okay, just to... okay. So this is, we're playing a new game. We're yeah. playing a new game. It's called what? Yeah, clickbait Bible stories. <laughs> All right. I'm kind of needing to catch my second wind. This might do it for me. Yeah, okay. Might, it, well, I'll say this. It might do it for me if at the end of this game it appears that I do not know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to say I didn't catch my second wind. Okay, okay? That's, that's fair. That's my out. That's fair. All right, you ready for the first one? Well, let me get out of the news site so I'm actually paying attention now. Okay, no more scrolling, I'm listening. Yeah. You'll be shocked as this homeless guy confronts a bunch of lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be shocked. Homeless guy. This would be... Well, I, I think it's Jesus. Jesus would be the guy... Very close. Matthew 3. Okay, so it's John the Baptist. All right, because Jesus said he didn't have a place to lay his head. Yeah. So that's what I thought about. Yeah. And he's always confronting lawyers. But John the Baptist. Okay, so mm, I get a half a point for that. You could have... Well, I mean, I was going to put like this bug-eating homeless guy, but bug-eating gives it... Yeah, Yeah. it's a dead giveaway. Yeah. So I was accurate in my answer it wasn't it was just we were evidently playing the guess what michael's game and guess what michael's thinking game for the first time i like that that's, <laughs> that's usually a game we play with me guess what Brent's yeah thinking. all right yeah. okay let's keep going okay next one watch as preacher bore somebody to death <laughs> i'm this laughing is, at my own jokes this, this is, is this is the apostle paul preaching all through the night Mm-hmm. And the young man fell out the window yes. and died. Yes, and then was revived. Yes, out by the mercy of God. When you preach that, did he, did he die or did he just, like Paul just went and got? I can't. I couldn't remember off the top of my head without going back and looking at. That I sermon. have to. I would have to look okay. it up as well. Okay, I, I think I'd have to look that up. Yeah, somebody, somebody, look that up. Go to your Acts archives. Acts twenty is where yeah. it's at. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Children verbally torment a bald man. You won't believe what happens next. (laughs) A bear comes out of the woods and and mauls these kids. Yeah, these smart mouth kids. That's what you get. Yes. Uh, Is that Elisha? Elisha. Yes. Elisha. Elisha. Yeah, that that may be one where the article is better than the clickbait title. You know, it's actually a payoff of something crazy actually happened. Okay. This isn't so much... uh, clickbait as much as i thought it was funny so (laughs) i'm totally throwing a wrench into my own game (laughs) sorry i'm gonna this is great podcasting right now people build a tower lo siento que dijiste (laughs) (laughs) all right that was good this is the tower of babel 
Genesis 11. <laughs> I'm good. That was great. That was great. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what you need to do. If we go through Genesis, you get to Genesis 11 in the Tower of Babel. You need to preach the second half of the sermon in Spanish. That's yeah. not going to happen. But Okay. You'll never believe what this donkey said. Yes. This is uh, Balak who is tempting the Israelites. Balak and um, I'm trying to think of this is Numbers, the mm-hmm. book of Numbers. Yeah. And he's confronted by the angel of the Lord standing in his way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Son Balak, son of Beor, is that right? Uh, Balaam. Oh, but he was hired by Balak. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I knew something wasn't quite right there. So he was hired by Balak, but it was Balaam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, last one. King finds miracle elixir. Doctors hate him. <laughs> A total blank here. Let me think. Uh, King finds miracle elixir. Yeah, I, maybe. You want me to extend that a little bit? Maybe. King finds miracle elixir to extend his life. Doctors hate him. To extend his life by 15 years. Oh, okay. So this is Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hezekiah, but this was through the prophet Isaiah. Yes. Who came to him and told him, you're going to die. And then he cried out to God, and Elijah had to come back and say, oh, God's, God has given me more information. Yes. You're going to live another 15 years. Yes, he had to put some figs on his boils. Yes, so. exactly. He put a, a poultice or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah like, he created this little deal. Yeah. There's the miracle. So it wasn't elixir. really an elixir. Elixir, I think, is something you drink, isn't it? I, I think so, but I just thought that sounded really like clickbaitish elixir. All right. You know. All right. So we're to continue on from what we started last week, and what we've essentially begun to do is to make our way through the what we believe section that's on our website. So last week we talked about uh, the Bible and specifically keyed in on uh, the words inerrant and infallible. And this week uh, we will uh, go right down the list. We're going to talk about God. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty big discussion to have. But Brent. When we talk, ab- yeah. When we talk about God, where should we? Where'd be a good place to start? Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at our doctrinal statement, it's it's probably important to recognize that um, that we are monotheists, mm-hmm. that we believe that there is a God, and more specifically, we believe that there is only one God. Mm-hmm the one true God, and uh, we believe that, as we said from Scripture last week, that he has revealed himself, that we can know him. That's, I mean, just even right there, right? The fact that we can know him. Uh, We'll talk about transcendence momentarily, probably, but just the idea that we can know God, and the reason that we can know God isn't because we're so brilliant. Mm -hmm. 
The reason we can know God is because he has made himself known. That's a mm-hmm. remarkable statement, right? That's, that's a heartening statement for us um, to the extent he has made himself known to the extent that when the, when the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Rome, he's saying that the entire human race, all human beings are before God without an excuse for his knowability because he's made himself known. Mm-hmm. And that we can know God, that's we talked about last week, the general revelation that we can know God, his eternal power and his divine nature are seen through his creation mm-hmm. to the extent that we are without, human beings are without excuse. So he is creator, right? We, so this yep. one true God who has made himself known is our creator that he has created everything out of nothing Mm -hmm. that he did not start with pre-existing material he is the only thing that has always been yeah and so um given that he he is the self-existent i love this phrase that god is entirely self-existent and completely self-sufficient he is not dependent on anything or anyone in any way that's remarkable yeah right that when we're talking about this god who's knowable and this is the god um that that we know that we serve um and and of course as we continue down that that um description of who god is then that he has revealed himself to us in such a way through his son like we're getting ahead of ourselves but just this really remarkable so we we love this so god is knowable he's made himself known um and that he has created all things out of nothing mm-hmm. um the the phrase there that is used um is ex nihilo that that is something out of nothing or everything out of nothing mm-hmm. um that God does not lack anything. That's important for us to understand, that he lacks nothing and that he, um, that he does not change, that he's, that, he's unchanged, that, he's, that he's unchanged, that he, as in, he's not still developing. Like you, right. and, you and I are, we're, we are very dependent. Um, we like to think of ourselves as independent, but we don't even have the ability to find our next breath that comes to us mm-hmm. and we can't we don't actually keep our hearts beating we don't we don't produce the food that we eat like there's we're we're compl- we're so dependent it's not even funny but god yeah. is god is not dependent on anything or anyone and he doesn't change or develop all that he is he always has been and he always will be mm-hmm. um there's that passage out of Hebrews that describes Jesus in that way, that Jesus Christ, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So. Well, it's like the our kids are learning. They're, they, they learned last month or a couple months ago the verse out of Numbers 15, I want to say. God is not a man that he should lie. Yeah. He's not a man that he should change his mind. And so I just go, what does that say about God? What does that say about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Always has been, always will be. He does not change. He's not developing. I guess we'll continue on with this thought here then that, that this God is personal. He's a, 
he's, he's a personal God. He's not just, meaning he is a person, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's personal, so he's not just a force out in the universe, but he's a person who has a will, he thinks, he feels, he speaks, he interacts with his creation. Um, particularly, he interacts with his image bearers, human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's important to understand that he's the initiator. Mm. That he initiates that interaction. He initiates the relationship. Again, if he didn't make himself knowable, then we would not know him. If he didn't make himself known, we simply would be without the ability to ascertain who he is or how he functions. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is the idea that God is personal is Mm -hmm. um, there are people who claim to be agnostics. It was a popular belief in the the early church of God as this impersonal out there sort of being. And so that's where that's, we would consider that definitely an erroneous belief because God is. Well, my understanding of an agnostic is somebody who just simply doesn't know. They, they don't know what is they're they're At least that's their claim is they don't, it's not like a, an atheist says, I do not believe in God. A, an agnostic says, I don't know if there's a God. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. That's their kind of their their position. Mm. Of course, um, even what we've said about God is a sense of in, is does in a sense debunk both of those arguments that there isn't is there really such a thing as somebody who um, does not believe in God? And surely people can be confused, um, and there can be some. You know some blinders in place there, and uh, and other, I suppose you could say, baggage that would keep them from being able to think as clearly as they maybe would like to mm-hmm. about these things. And and without God revealing Himself, we're we are left a bit in the dark. Um, but yeah, God is knowable. Yeah, and there's two there's two big words that we use concerning God. One is transcendence. One is imminence. Yeah. What, what do those mean? Both of them are critical to understand this, this uh, creator God, this knowable one true God. So transcendence is about kind of this, kind of the, the reality of him being Lord over all of his creation, but independent from his creation. Mm-hmm. This would go against any sort of like a Hindu belief that God is in everything. Um, while we would say, while we would say God is everywhere, that he is omnipresent, that God is in all places at all times, there is no place that God isn't, mm-hmm. but um, but he is separate from, he is not a part of his creation. So he's transcendent, um, independent from, not dependent on his creation in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other side of that, because that would then kind of speak to God being far away. Mm-hmm. He's separate. He's away from us. But then at the same, as, at the same time as, as we, be, uh, we affirm God's transcendence, we also affirm his imminence. That, um, that not only is he the creator God, he's the covenant God. He's the covenant-keeping God. 
and covenant is always about relationship, right? So his eminence is about his presence and his involvement. So while mm. he is not his creation and he is separate from his creation, he is involved with his creation or in his creation, mm-hmm. right? So he's so he we say he's separate and near. He's separate and intimate. He's distant and close. Um, and so uh, that gives us this picture of a of a God who is. Uh, all seeing, all knowing, all powerful, um, and also, like we can say, he's ours. Yeah, he's our God. We, by relationship, we know him. We we can love him. We can respond to him. We can walk with him. We can rely upon him. We can cast our burdens on him. Uh, you know, on and on we can go because he is transcendent and imminent. Yeah, and that's I've I've heard you. Along those lines, I've heard you use this phrase before: that God is all powerful and He's He's loving, mm-hmm. right? And I, what you've said in that is it's that that's such incredibly good news for us because if God was, if He was just all powerful and and not loving, yeah, then we have this trouble. cantankerous old character, you know, as an authoritarian yeah. type figure. But if God is all loving and has no power, then we're up a creek. Yep. Yeah, we're kind of like, Two. well, thanks for that. So we embrace both of those things. Yeah. And and I you know, that just instantly makes me think of uh grace, right? So so I've had um I've I've, I've heard several definitions of grace and, and articulated definitions of grace myself out of the scriptures. Um but and so often it's kind of categorically put as the the um the unmerited favor of God. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's I think it's like the expressed kindness of God, as yeah. a, a, you know, because who knows what favor is? Unmerited favor, okay. Yeah. It's it's the unearned kindness of God, but also I've heard it described out, out of the book of Philippians that it is um, that it is God giving us um, His favor, whereby He gives us the desire and the power to do His will. Mm-hmm. And so if he only gave you the desire to do his will, but not the power, we would fail entirely because mm-hmm. we don't have the ability in and of ourselves to do the will of God, yeah. even if we desired it. Uh, if he only gave you the power, but not the desire, that would be miserable. So you could, but you just don't want to, um, to do his will. But but because of this God that we're describing here, kind of in these big theological terms, um, and we get, and we translate that into grace. It is this all-powerful, knowable, transcendent, imminent God who gives us both, who who extends to us His favor, and that by that favor He gives us the desire and the power to do His will. Right? That's yeah. good. I love Him. Yeah, yeah, and that's good news for us. It's you know, as the people of God. We experience that grace on a regular basis. So this coming weekend, uh, I'm eager for this weekend for several reasons. One is Sunday's the first day of spring, and I'm ready for spring. Um, Love that as things keep, uh, you know, starting to grow and all of that. Have you mowed your lawn yet? Not yet, no. What? I haven't. Ah, I have. I haven't had to. Yeah, I've mowed mine twice, and um, and I noticed this morning that it needs to be mowed again. Nonetheless, also this weekend, I'm looking forward to continuing on. We're getting into chapter 27 of Matthew's Gospel, 
And um, so that's going to be, I'm eager for that. And, um, but also the Grow the Family Spotlight. This yeah. is our quarterly Grow the Family Spotlight. What do we want to know about that as we go into this weekend, Michael Anderson? Yeah, we introduced these natural communities back at our vision night. And then the very next Sunday, we had kind of our first Grow the Family Spotlight. And so the emphasis there is to share with the church the things that are going to be going on in the upcoming quarter. And so all the all the events that we've got going on from core classes to missions expos and missions dinners and and different things that are going on we just want you to be aware of so you can mark your calendars so that you're sure to to participate in these upcoming events and so throughout all that we've got these natural communities that are taking place and really the idea is as people form uh, these connections with others that they will connect beyond the planned so i plan to be a, uh, with this group of people doing this activity and then Maybe beyond that, I say, hey, I'm going to go to the Missions uh, Expo dinner. You, you want to come with me? And we can register together and kind of forge that community. And so this this Sunday, we've got a video that we're going to be sharing uh, from some people who are very recent to uh, City Point Church. And they've just kind of dove in headfirst with this natural community thing. And so that's it's an encouraging thing. Uh, for us to hear who've who've been here for a longer time who may have been a little hesitant to to get into these communities so it's a great encouragement to me and i trust it'll be a great encouragement to you as well as we gather together as the church this sunday